23andMe is the famous test that they make. They send some of the saliva and they, ches- they check your chromosomes. In every person, there is 23 co- chromosomes. You know that, right? Um, that's basically the DNA. 23 chromosomes you get from your mother, 23 chromosomes you get from your father. Together, it's 46, but it's, uh, it's combinations of, two, of two, 23 sets, if you want. Right. All of them between men, by men and women are the same, beside one. The chromosome that decides the... the whether it's male. Whether it's male or female, yeah. This chromosome, the female is an X. By the female, it's two Xs. By a male, it's one X and one Y. Mm-hmm. When a couple creates a baby, then this chromosome, they get, uh, the, the female gives the X chromosome. The male could be, could be giving an X too, then it's going to be a girl. If the X is going, if the male is going to donate a Y chromosome, then it's going to be a boy. Mm-hmm. Fine. But this is not so simple. It could happen that even when the, when the father, when the male donates the Y chromosome, it should not, it's not going to be a, female, a male necessarily. Because there is a whole system that works and now with the, with, with the, the discovered, science discovered that the male, the, the X chromosome from the female is much stronger and more dominant than the, fi- than the male chromosome of the Y. Mm-hmm. Then it could happen that even if it's a Y chromosome, it could happen that then, then it was going to become, anyway become the embryo will be a female. Mm-hmm. If the Y chromosome doesn't the generate the right material, whatever it is, to make it into, basically doesn't overcome the X chromosome, then this baby will become a female with a Y chromosome. Mm-hmm. See, maybe with, maybe with male tender, uh, tendencies. Right. Now, the real discovery is that scientists were able to figure out, look into the Im- embryo, when is the decision, if, if it wasn't right way, let's say if the Y and the, and the X didn't become a male right way, when, what are the dates in the pregnancy that it takes, that it could become a male or a female? Mm-hmm. From the 23rd day of the pregnancy until the 40th day of the pregnancy. So it is changeable before? Or, or it's after, changeable. Or it's, it's in development? It, yeah, it's in development. It could end up to be a male, it can never be female. Mm-hmm. Female. It's not. It's not yet determined. Not always, but it could be cases that it will not be determined until the four-year day. After the four-year day, it's for sure determined. Whatever it is, it is, and you cannot change it. Mm-hmm. This concept comes from the Talmud. It was already said by the rabbis of the Talmud over two thousand years ago that until forty days, it's changeable. In the parsha of this week, we read about Jacob is leaving Israel and he's going to Haran to marry, to get married. He meets Laban, his father, his uncle and his father, the future father-in-law. Right. He, in the beginning, he tells him, I'll walk seven years for Rachel. He says, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. By the seventh year, when it comes to the day of the wedding, he put Leah instead of right. Rachel. He gets up in the morning and it's Leah. Right. Showing what is he going to do? Stuck. 
He tells him, I want to marry Rachel. He says, no problem. If you promise me another seven years, in a week from now, I gave you Rachel. He married Rachel. Now he has two wives. God saw that, that Leah is not loved. And he opened her womb, and she started to have babies. She had one son, Reuven. And she called him Reuven because it comes from the word Reu. Reu means to see. God saw my pain. The second son, she called him Shimon. Why Shimon? God heard Shimon because the word Shema. Shema Israel. To hear. Hero Israel. God heard my pain. The third boy, she called him Levi. Why Levi? Because Levi comes to the word accompanying. Now my husband will accompany me because I gave him three boys. You look me because I saw three boys. Why should he accompany you? Listen. Then she had a fourth son. She called him Judah. Why Judah? This time, the word Yehuda comes to the word Leodot. Leodot means to tame, be thankful. Mm-hmm. This time, I'm thankful to God for the fourth son. Then the question is, you're only thankful for the fourth son. What's the first son? You didn't have to thank God. And the second son, the third son. Rashi says something very interesting. The mothers, Jacob's wife, the mothers of the Jewish people were prophetess. Mm-hmm. They knew that in the future, Jacob is going to end up to marry four wives. They know another thing, that Jacob is supposed to have 12 sons, 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. Ishmael had 12 tribes, 12 sons. They were, Jacob would have 12 sons. Then she knew that if, 12, if there is four wives and 12 sons, that everyone's supposed to have three boys, three sons. Mm-hmm. Then the first three, she took it for granted. She was entitled. Yep. The fourth son, she said, oh, now I have to thank God. Rachel saw, and then she stopped having babies. Mm-hmm. Rachel saw that, then, that your sister is having babies. She, now she told Jacob, I'm angry with you. You don't pray for me. In any case, she came up with an idea. She decided to do what a grandmother, Sarah, did. What Sarah, Abraham's wife, did when she could not have children. She took Agar, the handmaid, the maid servant, Right. And she gave her, to, gave her to her husband who says, you will have a child from here. Mm-hmm. And because of this, God gave her a child too. Mm-hmm. And she says, already I'll do what my grandmother did. I'll also take my maidservant, her name was Bila, and I'll give him to my husband, and she'll have children from him. Shine. Jacob listens to his wife, and he married them. He married her and he, and he had from Bila two sons. Leah saw that she stopped, to having, ba- stopped having babies. She said, I also give my maidservant to Jacob. Now he's, a four, he's having four wives. And, and, he's a, and she had also two sons. Now he's having eight ba- children already, eight sons. And then Leah started to have more children. Then she had another two sons. Then we have six sons from Leah, mm-hmm. two sons from Bila, and two sons from Zilpah. Together, ten. Right. And then the Torah says, and Leah got pregnant again, and she had a baby girl, a girl and she called her Dina. Mm-hmm. Then the Talmud is asking a question. Every time when they gave when Jake, when Leah or, or the daughters... Or Dina the, the one who ran off the Shechemites? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then she, every time they gave a name, 
they give in the Torah the reason. Reuven, because God saw my pain. Shimon, because they all, Yehuda, every time there is. Comes to Dina, she gave her a name Dina, but that's not reason, written the reason why she named her Dina. Then the Talmud says something amazing. The Talmud says, Leah knew that they all knew it's supposed to be 12 sons. She thought to herself, she's, I'm now pregnant. If this is a, go- a boy, that means my sister will not have a chance to be even like one of my, the maidservant. That I feel so bad for her. I don't want her to be so, so less than them. Mm-hmm. Then she prayed, and the baby in her womb turned to be a girl. She changed it from a boy to a girl. That's what the Talmud says. Mm-hmm. That the Talmud is asking, didn't we learn in the Mishnah that whenever... Somebody who is pregnant and he prays, may it be a boy or may it be a girl. It's a false prayer because it's already a pre- the pregnancy is going on. What are you praying? Mm-hmm. The Talmud is ans- answering something very interesting. In the first 40 days, you can pray to change the gender of the baby. The Talmud says it. It's a bias. That means it was the time of the Mishnah, 2,200 years ago, 2,100 years ago, over, to, over 2,000 years ago. The Talmudic rabbis made the statement. For 2,000 years, people were laughing at it. The last maybe 20, 30 years, the most, they disco- science discovered that you can change that the, the gender is not yet determined in some cases until could be all the, up to 40 days. Then the Torah doesn't say that every time when you pray, you're going to, your prayers will be answered. You don't know when it's the term, if it's determined already or not. But up to 40 days, there is a chance. After 40 days, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Something that was said over 2,000 years ago. The mother's praying for a boy and the father's praying for a girl. Depends, depends who is God listening to. Right. To the boy, to the, to, the, to the mother or the father. Who has a better connection? Then, then the question is, she, she, she wanted to do this, her, 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 Dina prayed that it should turn into a boy. Then the Rebbe is asking, if this is the case, why it's not written in the Torah? The Dina prayed, why she named her Dina? Or oh, the word Dina means judgment. She judged herself, Leah judged herself, and said to herself, it's not fear that my sister should be worse than the maidservant. Mm-hmm. And the Rebbe is asking, why it's not written in the text? that she judged herself. Yep. Rabbi said something very interesting. Leah never told it to anybody because she didn't want to embarrass Rachel and tell her, I didn't want you to be worse than the maidservant. She taught it in her own mind. Therefore, it's never written in the Bible. She wanted to embarrass her. She was sensitive to Rachel. Mm-hmm. What we learn from Mary is something very simple. Even when you do a favor to somebody, you don't necessarily have to run and tell them, you know, that's this I did for you. Sometimes maybe it could help for the relationship, but if you feel that this might be embarrassing for this person, you tell him, you know, I cleaned up your nose, or you know, I, I protected you because people said bad things about you, or whatever it is that you know will make the person feel not comfortable, you do the favor, God knows the truth. Move on. Don't have to come and tell him that. That's one lesson we can learn from this. But the bigger lesson is when the Talmud says something, it might take 2,000 years, but ultimately it will be proven. What I mean to say, it's not that the Talmudic rabbis were scientists. Right. The Talmudic rabbis were connected to God when they were teaching Torah. And that came from divine power. It came that they know what is going on in nature. And there is actually quite a few examples for it from other things. For example, there is in the, there is a, 
the, the signs for a kosher animal is chew the cord and split hoofs. Three doofs is in the, in their right. legs, and through the cord is they, they have a stomach that they they, they, re 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 they bring up the food and they chew it again. Mm -hmm. And Talmud says something very interesting. Beside a few animals that the Torah is mentioning, every other animal who has split hoofs, you know for sure he's chewing the cord. Mm -hmm. he, he has this this right. special stomach, and until today, it was not disproved. Obviously, they didn't go and they were not zoologists. They didn't run around all over. Right. Same thing is about fish and scale. F a fish. The Talmud says every fish that has scales has fins. Mm -hmm. Millions of fish, of fish were discovered until then, from, still, from then until now. It was not disputed until today. <laughs> not because they, were, they know every fish and every this, because right. they are connected. And God knows what that is.